Welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. Uh, back this week with Coyle's Sunday takeaways from the week nine slate of games uh, throughout the NFL schedule. So we're going to do it just like we do every week, run through every game that happened on Sunday, give my thoughts on the matchup and uh, kind of what the team needs to do going forward. So our first game we will be starting off with is the Falcons-Broncos, where the Broncos uh, fall to the Falcons 34-27. That puts the Falcons at 3-6 and six and the Broncos at 3-5. and five. Uh, Drew Locke has a, another slow-starting game, uh, only completes 52% of his passes, almost wills the Broncos back uh, as they were down late, only to lose by a touchdown, but uh, too little too late there. Uh, Locke has really struggled this year. I thought he would... Uh, be one of the breakout players of the league uh, with improved weapons around him. He doesn't have his whole assortment of weapons with Cortland Sutton out, but he hasn't performed as well as I thought he would this season. Uh, quarterback still is now a position in question for the Broncos going forward. I don't know if it's time to give up on him yet uh, going into next year, but if the Broncos' struggles continue down the stretch and they're in position for a top-10 pick, uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't consider taking a guy like Trey Lance or uh, maybe even trading up for a Justin Fields. Someone like that, a first-round caliber quarterback, if Locke proves to not be the guy uh, throughout the rest of the season. Jerry Judy, though, has his best game as a pro, going 7 for 125 and a touchdown. Uh, really opened some eyes in this one. Looked like the player we all thought he thought he was coming out of the draft. On the Falcons side, uh, able to close out a game. Up late and... They don't fold in this one, and they wound up winning by a touchdown. Uh, Matt Ryan has a pretty pretty nice outing. Uh, a young receiver who's really had a few nice games this year is uh, Olamadi Zakakis, uh, I believe how you pronounce his name, but he's had a, a few games this year where he's uh, made some splash plays, and yesterday he goes for four catches for 103 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Julio Jones brings in a touchdown as well. No Calvin Ridley in this one, but... Zakakis and, and Julio Jones are able to have good ga- good games and Hayden Hurst as well. This is a team where offensive side of the ball, they're as loaded as any group in the NFL, but they've really struggled on defense this year. Uh, I don't think it's worth you know, bringing some of these core players back and kind of entering the a new window, a new era of Atlanta Hawks football, excuse me, Atlanta Falcons football uh, next year. Uh, it, it'll be hard to close the door on potentially guys like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, but I think for the interest of the organization going forward, that's the best thing to do. Uh, next game we'll be talking on is the Bills blowing out the Seahawks. I mean, they won 44-34, but Bills are pretty much in, in the lead and in control of this one the whole time. I think this is one of the more surprising results of the day. Uh, Josh Allen comes out and, and has the best game of his young NFL career, I think you could say. Throws for 415 yards, uh, completes 81% of his passes, and throws for three touchdowns. Stephon Diggs continues his great year. Uh, NFL leader in receptions and yards. John Brown has a very nice afternoon as well. And uh, young rookie receiver Gabriel Davis uh, continues to make some uh, intriguing plays going forward. He uh, has four catches for 70 yards and a touchdown in this game, a very impressive outing. Uh, But the Bills are not going to be a Super Bowl contender, I think, with Josh Allen throwing the ball 38 times. Zach Moss and Josh Allen are the two leading rushers 
for the Bills yesterday with 18 yards and 14 yards, respectively. I mean, I understand they were able to throw the ball all over the yard against the Seahawks secondary that we all know isn't a very good unit. But still, this is not going to be the winning formula going forward for the Bills, I think. Josh Allen's too inconsistent, too up and down. But uh, Bills, one of the things I've been criticizing them for this season is their uh, lack of a consistent pass rush. And yesterday, they have a nice day. Uh, Sack and Russell Wilson five times, uh, causing two fumbles, two interceptions as well. Uh, Bills defense, despite giving up 34 points, has a nice day and makes plays when it counts. Uh, Russell Wilson has a still 390 yards and two touchdowns, but as I said, two interceptions, two fumbles. Uh, DK Metcalf has a nice day, but Tyler Lockett kind of shut down. Uh, I not buying the Seahawks team as a as a contender until they can put up uh, better defensive battles. I mean, allowing 44 points to a Bills offense that has really been struggling the past few weeks. This is kind of a, a building block now for the Bills going forward. A wake up game for them. And they use the Seahawks as that. Uh, just as good as Russell Wilson is, he's not going to be able to, if he turns the ball over more than twice in one game, uh, the defense is not going to be able to, to bail him out, I think. That's the difference between past Seahawks teams and this team. They're, they always had an elite defense behind Russ. Uh, he's probably playing the best football of his career, but still that defense is not good enough to bail him out uh, of multiple turnovers. Uh, with a trade deadline pass, not much help, Not much you can do. Uh, they still have a – they had a decent game rush in the passer yesterday. That's been their biggest weak spot. I mean, they get a sack from Carlos Dunlap, uh, KJ Wright, Bobby Wagner. They, three of them each have a sack. Uh, Reed gets two-and-a-half sacks, and Jamal Adams one-and-a-half sacks. But they couldn't cover a traffic cone out there in the secondary, so uh, Josh Allen really has a big game. and Raises some more uh, questions about the Seahawks if they're a legit contender going forward. Our next game is those Bears, baby, uh, started out 5-1, and one, I believe, now 5-4 and four, uh, after losing 24-17 to the Titans, who improved to 6-2. and two. Uh, After a few disappointing losses in a row, the Titans come back, uh, pound the ball with Derrick Henry 21 times. This, this was a game that wasn't much offensive, offensive action, uh, but A.J. Brown and Jonah Smith each bringing a touchdown. Uh, Ryan Tannehill kind of plays conservative. Only throwing the ball 21 times, but he takes care of it. No interceptions. Uh, kind of bleed the clock with your guy and Derrick Henry. Uh, definitely not that big of a ex- exciting game, but the uh, Titans uh, pull out a big win, and the Bears fall down the playoff ladder in the NFC. Uh, you're not going to win football games. In 2020, with Nick Foles throwing the ball 52 times, that's the big thing. Uh, and that loss, 36 of 52. Uh, no interceptions for Nick Foles, but this was kind of like we saw last week with Jerry Goff. Bears were down early, and he had to throw a lot uh, later in the game, and that's what eventually put up these stats. He didn't really perform well. Uh, Allen Robinson continues to have a great year. Uh, hopefully, for his sake, he gets paired up with an elite quarterback going forward. He would really be in that conversation as one of the the five best receivers in the NFL, I think. Next matchup, uh, another defensive-heavy game. We had the Ravens beating the Colts 24-10, a big game. Uh, In regards to the AFC wild card, uh, overall AFC playoff picture, uh, Lamar has a very efficient day, going 19 for 23 for uh, 170 yards. No touchdowns through the air, but he rushes the the ball for 58 yards, and he has a big uh, rushing touchdown as well. 
still the Ravens passing game has been scarce to say the least this year. Uh, not a eye-opening group. They need to be able to make some more plays to guys like Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, I think, if they want to you know, beat the Steelers in that rematch. Uh, and they're probably going to have to eventually face, face up with the Steelers or the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, they're going to need to be able to make some more plays from Lamar Jackson in the passing game to really reach uh, the Super Bowl ceiling that many placed on them at the start of the year. Uh, Colts side, Phillip Rivers throws an interception. The Colts lose the game. I've been saying this throughout the whole season so far. Uh, when Rivers turns it over and they didn't have much rushing success with no running back on the team topping uh, even 40 rushing yards, that's going to be a losing formula for those Colts. Uh, Phillip Rivers is not going to be able to carry you. Uh, he used to have all these crazy last-ditch comeback efforts uh, in his Charger days, but playing on this Colts team, not many passing weapons. Uh, that's where they really struggle. And then you got Jonathan, Jordan Wilkins, only 39 yards. Uh, DeMichael Harris, a wide receiver, uh, getting 28 rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor, 27 yards. And then Naheem, Naheem Hines, 18 yards. No guy really seemed to get in a rhythm there and was able to you know, control the clock as the Colts want to do. Led to their uh, offensive struggles and, and a big win for the Ravens going 24-10 over uh, a playoff caliber Colts team. Uh, next game, one of the more uh, surprising games of the day, the Chiefs are able to pull out a close win against the Panthers 33-31. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has a big game in, in his return from uh, his high ankle sprain. Rushes the ball for 69 yards and a touchdown. And he catches 10 balls for 82 yards, a touchdown. Comes back looking like the same old Christian McCaffrey that we've seen the past few years. But he also hurts his shoulder in this one. Uh, Coach Matt Rule said today that he's day-to-day going forward. And it'll be interesting to see uh, if he's able to suit up this week. Uh, Panthers fall to 3-6, and six, definitely out of the playoff contention now. But I really like what I've seen out of Teddy Bridgewater. I think the rest of the year will be kind of a tryout to see whether he's the guy. They signed him to a three-year, $60 million deal. But if they continue to lose games, uh, they might be in contention for a quarterback, like I said, kind of with the Broncos. Uh, but Bridgewater has a great day yesterday against the Chiefs defense that has played very well all year. Uh, 36 of 49 for 310 yards and two touchdowns, no, no picks. And he has a rushing touchdown in this one as well. Uh, I think he's the least of their problems. And I, I really would like to see what he can do in a normal offseason with uh, his weapons like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson. A uh, bunch of these guys are playmakers, and I think Teddy Bridgewater is a very uh, solid NFL quarterback who could be the guy for them going forward. This The rest of this year would be very telling for what the Panthers look to do at the quarterback position going forward. Uh, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, another crazy day. Uh, kind of worried, though, that the Chiefs' inability to run the ball shows up in this game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Only 14 yards on the ground. Le'Veon Bell only eight. Uh, and you got a Tyreek Hill rush as well for eight yards. Good thing Mahomes goes nuts in this one for 372 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill have big days. And Edward Dillaire has a, a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, but they need to be able to run the ball better. They were doing it really well at the beginning of the year. Uh, but it's kind of a, a pick your poison with this Chiefs offense, I guess, when you're game planning. Either let them run the ball or throw the ball. Uh, they're going to succeed one way or the the other. But I'd like to see a more consistent rushing effort from this Chiefs team. Mahomes has kind of been turned loose these past two weeks against the Jets and Panthers and has really uh, exploited those 
those defenses. But as we get to the colder weather and to the playoffs, Edwards Lair and Le'Veon Bell need to be able to run the ball better. Uh, it's pretty eye-opening against a young Panthers defense that they weren't able to pitch together a better, a better rushing effort, but still pull out the 33-31 win and move to 8-1, uh, and one, looking like still the cream of the crop in the AFC. Uh, next game is Vikings over the Lions, 34-20. Uh, I'm going to say this now. I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk Cousins takes care of the ball and Dalvin Cook is able to continue his dominance since his return that the Vikings can make a run for uh, an NFC wildcard spot. With that seventh spot being open, potentially, they're 3-5 and five now. Uh, and going forward, their their schedule isn't exactly the worst, like most daunting schedule in the league. you got Chicago, Dallas, Carolina, Jacksonville. Those should all be wins. Uh, at Tampa Bay will be a tough game. But then Chicago again, pretty uh, a winnable game. At the Saints will be a tough game. And at Detroit, uh, three and five. I, I could definitely see them losing maybe two more games on that schedule that are, that I looked at and said like, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll drop that one. But nine and seven might be able to get them in. And if Kirk Cousins, as I said, takes care of the ball yesterday, only throws the ball twenty times, uh, throws it for two hundred twenty yards though, and three touchdowns, no picks. And Dalvin Cook comes out and rushes the ball for two hundred six yards again and two touchdowns. Uh, make some plays in the passing game, able to control the clock and really run all over that Detroit run defense that isn't very good. Uh, they pull out a big win. That That's a, the winning formula for this Vikings team, and if they can execute that week in and week out, I could see them being a 9-7, 10-16, 10 sneaking into that back end of the playoffs. So keep an eye out for these Vikings going forward. Uh, now that Dalvin Cook's back in the lineup, though, obviously the receivers' numbers are going to hurt from that. Uh, Thielen and, and Jefferson haven't really had that much success since Cook back in the lineup, but they're winning these football games, and that's the, the winning recipe for them. Uh, Lions, they're, they're toast. The 3-5 and five now, Matt Patricia, he's, he's done. Uh, Matt Stafford, I, I think they'll look to explore trading him this offseason. Uh, DeAndre Swift has a solid game, rushing the ball for 64 yards. But this is a team where a lot of changes are going to be coming this offseason, I think, from the GM, the head coach, and I think the quarterback will uh, find his way out in Detroit as well. Uh, it's just kind of like the Falcons scenario. A lot of talented players across that team, but I think it's time for a reboot, a rebuild. Starts from scratch there. Next game will be uh, the now 2-7 and seven Giants beating the Washington football team, t- who's now 2-6, and 23-20. to 20. Uh, big story from this one. Kyle Allen gets hurt early, dislocated ankle. He will be out for the year. And then we have Alex Smith coming in as starter. Uh, just not the same Alex Smith that we're used to. Three interceptions in this game. Uh, throws the ball for 325 yards, but they're down uh, big early, and they got to come back. Leads to those big passing numbers. Uh, with Alex Smith playing quarterback, I think the the Washington football team's kind of doomed. I thought they had a real chance to contend for that division title in the NFC East now, uh, but not looking good going forward for them. Uh, they're going to need to really run the ball well and take care of the football. I don't think Alex Smith can take a team to the playoffs at this stage of his career. Uh, Giants, though, able to close out a game, and I think the Eagles should be worried next week. The Giants have played really well these past few weeks, uh, finally able to close out a win yesterday. That gives a team a bunch of confidence going forward. 
Daniel Jones doesn't throw any interceptions. Uh, and Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris, uh, we were to say, uh, combined for 125 rushing yards. Uh, Gallman gets a touchdown. That That's going to be the winning formula for the Giants. Take care of the ball, run the ball, and their defense has played pretty well uh, for most of the year, uh, especially these last few weeks. They're coming on strong. Uh, look for the Giants now. At, still at 2-7. and seven. Uh, Win their division games. They'll be right in the race for the NFC East as well. So that's something to watch going forward. The Giants uh, improving play these past few weeks, finally able to close out and get a win. Uh, now we'll go to the Texans, who beat the Jaguars 27-25. Sean Watson, another great game. Uh, in the midst of all you know, the Texans' struggles this year, Deshaun Watson has still been a bright spot, uh, having a great year. 17 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Uh, has a great day rushing the ball as well. And Will Fuller has another big day. He's having a really good year, setting himself up for a big contract extension. Hopefully for Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller's sake, they can afford to keep Fuller there and uh, build around them going forward. It's, they have a lot of other changes they're going to have to make. The Jaguars uh, drop another game. But rookie quarterback out of Oregon State, Jake Luton, uh, he comes out for 304 yards and a touchdown. Uh, does throw an interception, but has a really nice ball at the beginning of the game to DJ Chark. Uh, he's a guy that the Jags, I mean, don't think Gardner Minshew is really franchise quarterback type guy. Uh, play this guy going forward the rest of the year. See what he does. See what he can bring to the table. This is an intriguing first start because uh, if you're not in position to get Lawrence or Fields, maybe roll the dice with uh, Luton if he's able to succeed uh, the rest of this year and open up some eyes. That Jaguars uh, front office and coaching staff will probably be entering another rebuild of their own, as I've been talking about with some of these other teams. But still, a young quarterback uh, – Comes out yesterday in his first NFL star for 304 yards and a touchdown. A nice day. Uh, and James Robinson, undrafted free agent, continues to have his great year. Uh, rushes the ball 25 times for 99 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I say this every week about the Jags, but guys like Robinson and Shark. Uh, LaVisca Chenault doesn't have a, any eye-popping stats this game, but Shark, Robinson, Chenault, they, they got some weapons on there in Jacksonville. For uh, whoever's going to be playing quarterback and coaching that team going forward, uh, look for them to be a team not on the rise next year, but uh, in years to come, I think they have some nice pieces that they're building around. Uh, next game is in the 4 o'clock window. Raiders eking out a really close win against the Chargers, 31-26. This comes down to the last play on the goal line where uh, Chargers receiver drops the ball. Another one-score loss by uh, by the Chargers. It just seems like it happens every week. Every loss they've had this year has been by one score or less. So, uh, Justin Herbert, still great game. Uh, Chargers fans, be excited. 326 yards and two touchdowns. And I think the biggest thing is his chemistry with Keenan Allen. Ever since uh, Herbert stepped into the starting lineup, Keenan Allen's play has just really ascended. Uh, goes for 100 yards and a touchdown yesterday. Mike Williams has a good game as well. Two very good receivers uh, and a quarterback going forward. I'm, I've been saying all year I'm a fan of Anthony Lynn, but it gets to a point where you can't lose all these close games. Uh, that's another team where I could definitely see a coaching change this offseason. Raiders, big, big win for them, though. Uh, they're able to go to 5-3, and three, uh, stay in the thick of it in the AFC wild card race. Derek Carr, not a great game, but efficient. Uh, 165 yards, two touchdowns. He picks up a big first down with his legs as well. We don't usually see him uh, rush the ball. 
but he has a nice day. And Devontae Booker comes in and has a big role in this one for 68 yards and a touchdown on only eight carries. Josh Jacobs, 65 yards and a touchdown. And the same guys who have been making plays for the Raiders all year in uh, Hunter Renfro, Nelson Aguilar, and Darren Waller all come up uh, with big plays of their own. Uh, this Raiders team is going to go as far as this their rushing game takes them, though. And I, and I think finding a guy like Devontae Booker to come in and potentially spell Josh Jacobs uh, and, and, you know, keep his legs fresh for this second-half playoff push, that's a big thing for the Raiders. Uh, a very good running game. Look for them to be one of those last AFC uh, playoff teams. Another really surprising game comes down to the last second, but Steelers able to pull out the win over the Garrett Gilbert-led Cowboys 24-19. Uh, he comes in and looks competent. He has a pretty solid game. Uh, leads to CeeDee Lamb and you know Amari Cooper's best game since Dak goes down. Uh, he had a minute, but you know this Cowboys team is just decimated. You're not going to beat the best-looking team in the NFL right now in the Steelers uh, with Garrett Gilbert at the helm. But I uh, hate to say it, at 2-7 two, two and seven now, the Cowboys, they... Uh, one, two, three, four. two and seven, still in the hunt for the NFC East. Uh, if Garrett Gilbert can play like that against you know the Giants, uh, Washington, the Eagles, they're still going to be in contention. So don't rule anyone out. Uh, Tony Pollard has some flash runs. Zeke though, just looking washed. Eighteen for fifty-one yesterday. Hasn't had over 100 yards this year. Really has fell off a cliff. Uh, Steelers, Big Ben gets banged up, but he has a, a big second half. Uh, 29 for 42, 306 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, leads the Steelers to a big comeback. Juju steps up late, has his probably best game of the year, goes for 6 for 93 and a touchdown. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron all make plays in the passing game, as well as James Washington. Just so many guys you can spread the ball out to on that offense. Uh, really impressive. They're a tough team to stop. They they really didn't play well at all in this one and were still able to eke out a close win and remain undefeated for the first time in franchise history. They moved to eight now. Uh, James Conner, only 22 rushing yards. The Steelers' rushing game has to be better to, you know, make that Super Bowl push that we're expecting from them. Uh, second to last game that we'll be covering, Dolphins go to Arizona and get a big-time win, 34-31 to a has a great performance in this one, uh, 248 yards and two touchdowns to the air. Makes some plays in the rushing game as well. Uh, definitely opened up some eyes after his week one performance where people were writing him off after one performance. I mean, as ridiculous as it sounds, he had so many critics after that week one game that they were still able to beat the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, but he has a great game in this one. It's awesome to see him go head-to-head with Kyler Murray. Uh, but Kyler Murray, as good as he played, I think he, he's been definitely a top-five quarterback in the NFL this year. Uh, has a great day, 283 yards through the air, 106 yards on the ground, and a touchdown, three touchdowns through the air. Uh, has a great deep ball to Christian Kirk for a touchdown. But when it, when it counted on third and one uh, towards the end of the game, Kyler throws a bad off-target pass. Cardinals are not able to get a first down. They got to trot out the field goal unit. And Zane Gonzalez, professional NFL kicker, misses a 49-yard field goal 
understand if it's wide or if it's blocked, uh, hits off the, the crossbar, whatnot, the goalpost, but he misses it short from 49 yards. That is just almost a fireball offense in itself. Uh, heartbreaking loss for the for the Cardinals as the Seahawks lost yesterday. They would have been, I believe, in first place in the division. Uh, Big-time win for the Dolphins. Uh, stay in contention for the AFC East title and are right there for an AFC wild card as well. Uh, while the Cardinals' big-time loss uh, hurts their chances to win the division going forward. Uh, last game is definitely the most surprising game of the day. Saints absolutely steamroll the Bucks, 38-3. Uh, Drew Brees has his best game of the year. Really efficient, 81 yards. Excuse me, 81% completion percentage. Throws for four touchdowns. Michael Thomas makes his impact felt. Coming back, uh, Brees spreads the ball out to 11 receivers. Adam Troutman scores a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders, Josh Hill, Traquan Smith. Uh, a lot of guys have big days. But the defense is really the unit that stole the show, holding that high-powered Bucks offense to only three-point. Uh, just overall awesome performance by this team. That's a team we all expected coming into the year. Uh, that's why they were regarded as you know the NFC Super Bowl favorite by many people. Uh, they show up yesterday in a big way. Have a great afternoon. Excuse me, a great evening against this Buck squad uh, that's pegged as one of the best in the NFL. Tom Brady has by far his worst game as a Buck. Arguably the worst game of his career. I've never seen him play that bad. They only rush the ball, go out and rush the ball four times, though. Uh, it's kind of hard to get into a rhythm on offense without, you know, feeding the running backs at all. Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette combined for four carries. It's just really head-scratching. Not sure what the Bucks' game plan was in this one. Uh, Antonio Brown in his first game back has three catches for 31 yards. Uh, Mike Evans has four for 64, but shut down by Marshawn Lattimore again. Saw the past three times they matched up uh, against each other. Two targets each time, so and no yards. So Lattimore really getting the best of Mike Evans. Uh, he's able to have a decent after, a decent evening, but it does it. He does it when he's not matched up against Lattimore. Uh, Bucks just kind of you know got to go back to the drawing board after this one. This is one of those just move move on from it, burn the tape, and uh, kind of go forward. Still a lot to play for. Getting swept, though, by the Saints in the division. It's going to be tough to wind up winning that division now in the NFC South and get that one seed, that home that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But uh, Bucks still a lot of football ahead of them, 6-3. and three, Got a chance to definitely win out. They're still one of the more talented groups in the NFL. But that'll do it for Coyle's Week 9 takeaways from the Sunday slate of games, and we will talk to you guys again next week.